Celine, one of my favorite sounds in the whole universe is your laughter. I was going to say one of my favorite things about you is the way you make me laugh because no one makes me laugh like you do. (laughs) No one has ever made me laugh like he does. Even when we were dating, he got, I remember you got me a birthday card with like, it talked about frozen water balloons and like yep. <laughs> these funny, they're it's, always funny it goes cards. Back to the beginning. And here I am, a girlfriend, like, oh, he got me a card. I wonder what he's going to say in it. It's going to be so nice and sweet and kind. Always go for the laughs. And he always went for the laughs, which is better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the other day, we were, and I wrote about this on, if you follow me on my Facebook page, I, I throw some things on there once in a while. And I talked about how for Christmas this year, which this is Christmas time, we're recording this, I was trying to get my wife a nice gift. It and, is a nice gift. And I, and I got a shark robot vacuum thing, right? Because I was like, she wanted this. We're having the baby in about a month. Like this way, the, the, the house will clean itself. <laughs> <laughs> clean floors are something else to me. And Everybody then, has their thing, okay? And then I wrote, a, I wrote a, uh, I was on Twitter. I was reading and someone said, uh, you know, you shouldn't give your spouse like <laughs> stuff to clean the supplies. house on Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, I feel convicted by this. Well, for the record, I would have been thrilled either way. I'm glad we've gotten it. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's before Christmas. I said, here, I'm just going to give you this gift. Call it a push present. Call it a husband or a wife appreciation <laughs> present. But I'm not going to wait till, till Christmas to give it to you. I gave it to you. And then we got the fun task of naming it. And I was thinking like, I think I had like Vacky Chan. <laughs> That's one of my you got to have a pun, right? And Selena thought of the, naming it Computron. And that to me was like the perfect quintessential <laughs> Selena answer because you are such a Dwight fan yes. and that's a Dwight thing to say and so Computron now goes around the house cleaning and that's hilarious I love it you made me laugh and that's one of my favorite things about you and it's one of our secret weapons so we're gonna talk about that on the other side sometimes I think that I make him laugh intentionally and then sometimes it just happens and I'm like what I didn't mean to make like I'll do something silly or stupid and I don't mean to like I'm very fully serious about it <laughs> and, and he's just laughing at me and i'm like i don't understand but still the laughter is there and you know if we can take it or leave it or fight about it <laughs> last week's episode you said like you know don't be getting all that touchy-feely or something you said something touchy-feely and it just oh, it yeah. struck me and it was hilarious <laughs> those sorts of things uh yeah you know i think the unintentional laughing is almost the best one but it that comes from a friendship yeah. so it's like this weird you have you can't just set out to to just say, we're going to start laughing more. It really, I think, wells up from a history of friendship, from having not taking yourselves a little too seriously. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, and uh, we'll get into that. But before we do that, if you don't know who we are, we are the Fredericks. My name is Ryan. This is Selena. We uh, do all things fierce on the internet. It's our <laughs> little space where people, we like to remind people of the gospel, the goodness of Christ, and then how do we live in light of that? Yeah. And so thank you for joining us, giving us your time, giving us your attention. It's an honor to be with you. So... Um. Yeah, Selena. Let's just dive right in. You said this. No one makes you laugh like 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 I do. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's an honor. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. Like I said. I think you're really good at it too. It just comes easy for you. That's a lot of it's a lot of hard work. Is you just it? Don't realize it. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize it. Okay. So I think the the baseline here is that few things build your friendship uniquely like like laughter. And this is one of those things that I. I kind of wish that we had more to go off of scripturally. And we do, we have some scriptures that we're going to share first, uh, laughter and joy in scripture. But like, I just wish we could see, you know, how did Adam and Eve laugh together? together? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're reading through Luke and I'm reading about Zechariah and Elizabeth. And I think Mm -hmm. I mentioned this early on. It's like, how did, uh, how did they relate specifically to John as a child? But now it makes me wonder, how do they relate to one another as like just people? 
Yeah. Right? Did they laugh? Of course. When, well, I mean, we don't we don't really know. We didn't get any of that. Because I feel like when they sat down, like Luke sat down to write the Gospel of Luke or Acts or whatever, he sits down. He's got, this is a task to do. It's a serious task. So we're not going to get distracted by things like laughing. <laughs> but I happen to think humor is is, is, is really fun. And I don't, for whatever reason, we don't have those things to go off of. So, Well, it's important to look at, too. So I agree with you that laughter is a huge part of building your friendship in your marriage. I also think it is... Uh, a good boundary as well for others um, and keeping sort of that those inside jokes the laughter together it's kind of the some glue that binds us and I know that you know you're not going to laugh with some other girl about something that we've talked about or some other joke and I don't know it just shows kind of that depth to other people and it sort of says Mm. like hey we're married these are things that we laugh about these are things that you know you might be able to partake in, you know, here and there if you're an office fan or something like that. But I don't know, for me mentally, it's just like, it feels kind of like a safe place in my heart that like, I know you're going to make, you make me laugh in ways that you don't make any other woman laugh. Obviously. That's true. That's a good point. Is there a flirtatious potential there? And that's maybe what, why laughter feels most natural with you right. and with brothers for me, yeah. with, with friends. Like I'm going to try my hardest to make my friends like genuinely <laughs> laugh. Uh, sarcasm is not my thing. So we try to, you know, we just do silly stuff and it's, we keep it clean. It's also very disarming, I think. Yes. And it, it, it has a way of like, I don't know, like resetting your mind mm-hmm. and your emotions. And we're going to talk about that in a second here. Let's talk about some scripture or bring up some scripture that, um, that, that I guess highlights laughter and joy. But first I have a question and you haven't, you haven't been prepped for this. I'm sorry. Oh, Who do you think is the funniest voice author character in the Bible? The funniest? Yeah. Yeah. While you think about that, I'll answer. Okay. I think Paul's hilarious. <laughs> Why do you think Paul's hilarious? Oh, because I feel like he's, I feel like Paul's smart. Uh, he sees, it's like, you, you can't be a devoted Pharisee and then flip the script completely to following Christ and not see a lot of the hilarity between like the conflict. And he says it once is uh, people come in, this says, I wish they would go the full distance. They're being legalistic about circumcision. He goes, I wish they'd go the full distance and, and, basically castrate themselves which is hilarious i guess i didn't think of the bible as being funny but we're saying here that laughter there a good is thing. i know laughter is good it's good for the soul um gosh i don't know part of me i kind of giggle when i read luke because he is a physician and he seems so um just factual <laughs> clinical like just writing down which I appreciate because I think that's part of my personality, but I also love a good story. Like I love so funny. narrative. And so Luke seems the, the to be one of the best narrative guys from, that's just me. Cause yeah. Mark, Mark seems like it's just like brass Maybe tacks. Mark's a little more. Yeah. But whether that's hilarity or not, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, put you on the spot. <laughs> so let's, let's read some scripture here. <laughs> I'm great with those. <laughs> I know. So the book of Proverbs teaches us that this, the, the cheerful of heart has a continual feast and that's proverbs 15 15 uh, proverbs 17 22 says this a joyful heart is what good medicine medical doctors physicians professionals alike i mean anybody you talk to you could even do a google search like is laughter good for your health and you're going to find out yes yeah it is exactly what the bible teaches that laughter itself is good medicine yeah. um well and i think it's even good medicine for your marriage right some of the mm-hmm. times that we've had some of our biggest fights the one way they've gotten resolved is we've just 
burst out laughing, which you've probably heard in one of these, almost one of 300 episodes that we've done. Uh, you've probably heard about those instances. We had, I'm just gonna share the classic one that keeps coming to mind, is that I was cooking dinner, we were having a fight, <laughs> I was cooking dinner, and I, I was trying to express, about. you were standing in the kitchen, and we were arguing. Mm-hmm. And I had felt like you weren't showing me like a healthy amount of disrespect. I think it had been, we had been arguing. I wasn't showing you respect, not disrespect. I was showing you disrespect. You yes, felt like I was yes, disrespecting sorry. you. Okay. And I just, I, I didn't know how to say it because I didn't want to say like, respect me. Like that's not something that I want to say, although I, that's what I wanted. Uh, so I said, I just don't get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it sounded like when Michael Scott was uh, was inter- what's the word he was uh, what's the word when when you are practicing somebody else uh, oh he was uh, like, impersonating. impersonating there it is <laughs> it sounded like Michael Scott impersonating Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> and immediately no immediately I started laughing and I did not want to laugh <laughs> and I stopped myself but that was the beginning of breaking down yeah that that particular conflict and um, I feel like the, the older we get the quicker we are to laugh yes. at ourselves yes. And not take ourselves uh, too quickly. Um, so too seriously. Or too seriously. You, yeah. You have laughed at inopportune times though too. Yeah. What did that get you? <laughs> Got a sandwich thrown at my face. <laughs> Almost. You dodged it. Lucky for you. Well, Matrix style. <laughs> he in the beginning of our marriage, he used to laugh like all the time at the. Wrong, what husband doesn't? I mean, seriously. At the very wrong moments, and I, I just was like, "How is this funny to you? How is my pain and suffering?" And frustration it so was it's funny to you. <laughs> if you <laughs> here, I am laughing. Uh-huh. No, it's because I, yeah, we recently had an instance where I could have really laughed and, and and giggled, but instead I just I was just like yeah yeah I'm sorry that's really tough. How can I help? <laughs> yes, I love you for that. Yeah, and then we but laughed about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so laughter has a timing aspect yeah. to it, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna ask you three questions here about laughter. I think everybody agrees like laughter is good. I think every couple you talk to, they're gonna want to have a friendship that's gonna. You feel the joy that comes along with laughter, and they're going to understand that we need to maybe laugh a little bit more. Well, and one of the fruits so, of the Spirit is joy, and I think an yeah. outpouring of joy is laughter. I don't know that the Bible necessarily says that God laughed, right? God. I think it, it, to, it does, actually. Okay. In some cases, and I think it has the context of like people basically acting like he's not God. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a laughable thing. So big questions here, okay? So as you're listening to this, watching this, we want to give you something to take home to your husband or to your wife. And so here's the first one. Do you feel like you laugh enough in your marriage? And I'm not saying, do you objectively laugh enough? I want to ask more of a subjective question, which feels rare Mm -hmm. for us. Do you feel like you laugh enough? And are there seasons when you feel like you've laughed more, you've laughed less? Obviously, if you're going through a really tough season, there's going to be less laughter. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you go, I don't it, think it, sh- it can be. It has to be non-existent, right? Well, it's it's, it's on a case by case, yeah. Well, because sometimes you know we think that laughter might take away from the seriousness of the situation, mm. when really laughter might be that f- crack in the door um, for those harder yeah. conversations um, to take place. Yeah, I mean, in Luke's version of the Beatitudes, he's talking about blessed are the you know the the low in spirit type of thing because yeah. that they'll receive joy. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an invitation, yeah, into something different and it's like how much agency do we have in that and so i guess the question here is do you wish you laughed more and if if so how can we talk about that how can we create a culture of laughter as a couple and so to help answer that question let's ask another question (laughs) why don't couples laugh together more Hmm. why do you think couples don't laugh together more 
well, in our notes here, <laughs> uh, one of the biggest ones, I think the top one is just disconnect, you know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, they're just not connected. We don't spend time together. We don't engage with one another. We sit and look at our phones and scroll and st- And although we have laughed many times about things on the phone, mm-hmm. um, I think our primary, we've been distracted away from each other in that relationship oftentimes and not discipline ourselves to connect with one another. Um, and so that lack is going to create, you know, this this chasm between uh, experiencing things like joy, like laughter together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I So to calibrate this part, I, I t- I'm trying to think, how do we help couples like know, like how much should they be laughing? Because there are some couples that don't laugh a lot and that's fine by then. I'm, I, I'm thinking of some of the quirky people that we've met and <laughs> They feel super connected and there's no, there's, there's unity just, yeah, and there's just they, not just like, they just don't, there's and not so funny people. <laughs> when you were dating and your relationship was young and you were, it was all kind of fresh and maybe that was uh, a certain level of yeah. highness, if that's the right word. <laughs> if you laugh thing. during that time, I think that's an indication that you probably are a laughing couple. Yeah. Um, and so the disconnect you're saying could maybe get rid of the laughter that would have otherwise yeah. been there. Yeah. Okay, another one is a, a hurt, so emotional hurt, uh, which points back to this disconnect. But sometimes we haven't dealt with yeah. the emotional hurt or the frustration that's been created by your spouse. Right. It's hard to laugh with someone if you've been hurt by them. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause and you, you haven't reestablished, you know, the trust there. And it's a trust, the relationship. yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's funny, when I'm frustrated, and you can speak for yourself, but when I'm frustrated, <laughs> which is not very often... Because All my wife is awesome, not because I'm <laughs> long-suffering. <laughs> uh, but when I'm frustrated, like, I don't want to laugh because of the trust thing, but I also don't want to, like, Give up let you ground. go. <laughs> I don't want you to know. Like, I want you to know, like, how I that feel. I feel grumpy. like as soon as, because of you, <laughs> because of, I, I feel like if, if I laugh, it kind of, like, sets you off the hook for whatever I'm upset about. And maybe that's wrongly that's right. But it lets me The hurt the does hinder it. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, hurt. So how do we deal with that? Well, you can't just, you know, laugh it away and act like it's not there. I think right. you got to get to the bottom of it and right. actually deal with it. Um, the third reason couples don't laugh together uh, is generally just a lack of friendship. Yeah. And that kind of goes with disconnect. Right. And I think it's something that gets chipped away at over time. You know, again, your new relationship, you're dating mm. and everything is wonderful and great and fun. And you can't look, you look forward to hanging out. You laugh a lot. You have a good friendship. Um, but oftentimes, you know, after you get married and you start realizing that life is still life, even when you're married, um, although there are amazing parts to being married, there's deep purpose in it. There's also just the day-to-day grind of getting you know being together working creating a home and so those types of uh i want to say desires but those types of just roles and things that you have to fulfill can often if they're not put in the right place i think in your heart and in your mind mm-hmm. um, they can really chip away at the joy and friendship you have and can have in marriage because you mm-hmm. get either task oriented um, you get goal oriented career oriented whatever Unless we're God oriented, like our friendship's really going to suffer at some level if we're always pursuing something outside hmm. of, I think, what the Lord has given us or called us to. Actually, that leads to the fourth reason, which is you're heavy laden with burdens, and I think that's a direct there's a direct correlation between how burdened you feel yeah. and how much you're trusting God. Now, does that mean trusting God means you have no worries? 
No. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. I do mean it. Just it, means it, you I entrust mean that those you don't worries. Despair. You entrust those worries to God, right? Exactly. I, I, I do. It does mean that you're not being so burdened that it's crushing you. But if we're not, uh, if we are learning to trust the Lord, then he, we have the burdens. We have, but we, but He carries the yeah. burdens for us. Um, uh, think about when uh, kids laugh. Okay, so Jesus talked about having faith like a child. Mm-hmm. Kids laugh a lot, like a ridiculous amount. Yeah, and you know, too much. <laughs> Um, Be more serious. Kid. And here we have, here we have a savior who said, like, unless you have faith like a child. Yeah. Now he's talking about their the simplicity of their faith, the ability for them to take Christ at face value, face value. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know I don't want to read too much into like Jesus is saying in that moment, everyone should laugh like kids laugh. But there's the attitude of a child which has right. this carefreeness. I remember yeah. a moment when I I used to love to go cliff jumping. And you were part of that that gang, but early on we went to this Only place because I wanted to impress you. Now that I've impressed you, I do not enjoy it as much. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, and I remember laying on a rock in the middle of the Green River, which is here in Washington State, and there's a big gorge, and I jumped a bunch, and it was hot, and the sun was coming right down into this river gorge, and it was mm-hmm. for about an hour in the afternoon. Otherwise, you're in the shade. And I remember laying there, just feeling completely and utterly free. Yeah. And it was so unique, and I've. And it's, it was so unique in that I've always wanted and wondered and wanted like for more of that. How do I get to that place of just feeling free? And as you know, adulthood has happened, like that's gotten, it's gotten harder and harder to find that freedom unless I can learn to have faith like a child, mm-hmm. like, tr- because that freedom as a child was more circumstantial. I actually did have very little to worry about. Mm-hmm. I wasn't living on my own. I was still dependent on my parents. I had a job, but it was like fun money <laughs> labor. It was yeah. labor intensive, but I was off of work so I had no it was the summertime no no school no football practice nothing just swimming <laughs> and uh, so getting to that place that was a very circumstantial joy yeah. and I think deep faith makes our joy permanent and not circumstantial yeah and that's what would lead to um, or it hinder laughter well and I also want to say too you know like you said we're kind of in the holidays and that can be a really um, difficult time for people who are grieving the loss of someone or grieving you know, the absence of someone, I don't, you know, whatever form that takes. But, uh, I, you know, again, my friend Mary Spadrell, she just reminded me in such a sweet way that because of Christ, we joy and grief can coincide together. Like they can exist so together. And so we don't have to be afraid to not laugh. We don't have to be afraid to laugh if even and when we are grieving the absence of a family member, whoever that may be, right? We can have hope. We can have joy because of Christ. Uh, and yes, the burden is still there. The overshadowing of grief can still mm. be there. Um, but Christ is more there, and He's conquered death. And so we don't. Um, I haven't. I can't. I don't. I don't want to overstep my boundaries because I haven't grieved in such a way of losing someone close, like a spouse or a child. So. I just want to be sensitive to that, to, to just knowing the power of, of Christ and the power of knowing that He, His presence can, um, I don't know, just kind of fill in those gaps and we can experience the joy of Him while also still grieving and missing in, uh, mm. the person that is absent. And I think He, obviously, clearly he, he understands that and He takes joy and comforting us as well. So. Yeah, and I don't want to be too quick to dismiss the supernatural components of laughter, even in in the middle of those yeah. supreme or you know really tough times. Yeah. Uh, we have friends who've been through some of the worst tragedies you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, in speaking with the husband, 
um, he explained to me like there are days when they laugh together mm-hmm. and they're smiling together and they're husband and wife and they're playful. And then there are days when they just cry. Yeah. Still in it. Um, and so, and, and, and what do you say to that husband? You say, well, why, well, why don't you try to laugh more? Like, no, you just say like you, you, that's the human emotions and take it as it comes and you give it all to the Lord as it comes. And, and you, I guess, learn and be thankful and, and, and seek the joy of the Lord, whether that's joy and sorrow or joy and laughter, Yeah. which is really otherworldly to think that joy is detached from laughter or joy is detached from happiness. Right. Right. Christian joy is, is, is self like it's, um, I don't want to say self-sustaining because Christ sustains it, but it's, it's, it's unique in that it's can be sustained in right. sorrow and in right. and laughter. It's distinctive like that, yeah. Yeah, so what does laughter do? We've talked about this a little bit, but just quickly. Um, emotionally, laughter lightens the heart. This is what we talked about mm-hmm. in Proverbs seventeen twenty two, which I'll go back up to that and read it if I can find it uh, quickly. Do you see that? A joyful heart is. is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. It mm-hmm. lightens the heart physically. Yeah. I mean, you can look up articles. We have had one from the Mayo Clinic. We won't get into it, but physically, like it has uh, endorphins, yeah. lowers blood pressure. It gets, you know, op- I, I want to adventure to say that uh, you know widens your blood vessels. <laughs> like, it gets, <laughs> it's just, Ryan it's generally yes. healthy. Yes. You know, no doctor's going to say like, listen, pal, you're laughing way too much. <laughs> the next time you gut laugh, you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> Stop. That's not. No doctor would say that. They'd say no. as much as you can. Yeah. Laugh. laugh. It's good for Enjoy. the heart. Yeah. Which is really, I mean, think about that, that God has given us laughter as a way to health in in one respect. Yeah. So emotionally, physically, spiritually, we talked about this again, joy comes from the Lord. Romans 15, 13 says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in what? In believing. Mm. In believing. It comes with believing the truth of what Christ did who he was, what he accomplished, what his resurrection means. So may the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound Mm. in hope. You can abound in hope. Uh, Nehemiah 8.10 says this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's kind of what we were talking about, how joy has this kind of unique sustaining um, character to it, um, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, So, how is the joy of the Lord our strength? Hmm. Like we just said, it's based on the gospel, not on us. We're broken sinners, saved by grace, and we can live and rejoice mm-hmm. in the love that our Father has for who? For His servants, for His, you know, for His, uh, you know, subjects. No, the love of God, our Father, that He has for His children. Children, mm-hmm. Amen. Um, I guess there's a few more verses here. Uh, Zephaniah 317. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Um, I like the word the word delight in there. Um, oftentimes laughing reflects the mm. delight that you take in your spouse, right? And the delight that you take in your relationship and your marriage that God's given you. And mm. so if laughter feels hard, I'm assuming delighting and enjoying your spouse feels just as difficult. And so I think, hmm. you know, a pathway back to that would be, Lord, help my heart to see my marriage clearly. Help my heart to see my spouse uh, the way you would have me see him as a wife speaking. Um Help me to take joy in him. Hmm. You know, help me to find those moments of joy and those moments of laughter, not to 
you know, sweep any sin under the rug, not to overlook any hurts or mm-hmm. pains, but to face them together and to rely on the joy of the Lord truly being your strength. This is what the psalmist is talking about in Psalm 16:11. It says, "You make known to me the path of life. Mm. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand." So good. Uh that's that's an eternal perspective. That's what you're talking about. Isaiah talked about this. He says, "With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation." Mm. Okay, so these are eternal ideas. Right. Eternal ideas and yeah, it it I'm just thinking of a couple that is maybe... um, Well, I think that's where the joy is differentiated when you were saying it's disconnected from happiness or um, sometimes I think happiness can be just a physical, worldly experience. It is not always the case, but the joy of the Lord, Mm. the anchored joy comes from those eternal things that we look forward to, the eternal promises, the eternal uh, fact that we will be with him in his Mm -hmm. presence for all eternity like that that that's got to well up some serious joy inside of your heart right Right. undeserving knowing who you are as a sinner knowing that he saved Mm. you you didn't save yourself there's nothing that you did right you brought the sin but he he grabbed a hold of you he came to us it's funny there's it's occurring to me as we're talking that there's perhaps (laughs) layers and types of laughter that Mm. can be confused on the surface, but they're very different. So you're talking about a deep joy that could lead to a deep level of contentment and peace, which may precipitate as laughter on some level, whether you're relaxed enough to laugh at something your spouse says, or you laugh literally in the face of whatever you're facing. Right. And I'm thinking of a couple that maybe uh, doesn't believe in God. Yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, if you spend time on the internet, you'll see like, you know, atheist culture is alive and well and loud. And they can say, oh, you don't need God to laugh. Like we can laugh at funny movies. We play games. We do all this stuff. Like we don't need your God to laugh. And I can't help but question, is that laughter a peace-fueled laughter? Is it a laughter that comes from a deep, like this? Is it a lasting one? This drawing from yeah. the wells of salvation. That will As never opposed dry to up. just being amused by something that is amusing. Right. So to me, there's there's a difference between funny. There's a difference between joy. There's a difference between amusement. Mm-hmm. And I, I fear that a lot of our culture is so used to counterfeit joy in the mm. form of entertainment and amusement and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're saying this is a secret weapon. Because if, if you're a couple that values the gospel and, and you grant to us this premise that laughter is important and that laughter perhaps could be some sort of light on the dashboard of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Like if that warning light is coming up because you haven't laughed in Hmm. in a week together, then you can maybe say, you can trace that down and say, maybe your joy is, maybe I'm not drinking water from the wells of salvation, Hmm. or maybe I'm not taking pleasure uh, in the, the right hand of God. Mm. And I'm not going through this Christmas season or going through whatever season of life, tragic, whatever, stressful. That warning light's coming on. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, okay, let's find a watch a funny movie. Let's watch it so we can get over it, like so we can right. say we laughed. Right. No, it's like, how can I find that deep peace that will then well up ideally mm-hmm. and give us the trust and peace and a, the ability to laugh together mm. the way that we know we can. Mm-hmm. And that's key. So we had some ideas very, very quickly. Uh, how to laugh more as a couple. So tangible ideas, number one, and this is very, very tangible, but smile more. Yeah. I have to do, I have to honestly, consciously think to do that because <laughs> I think I'm just like happy to be whatever. But when I smile at my kids more, like intentionally, oh, they just light up and they yeah. respond. Um, 
yeah so smiling i think i used to smile at you more because i was like wanting to get your attention i've noticed as the pregnancy has gone on your intentionality has had to ramp up too because you come down in the morning usually up early reading scripture and stuff and if i'm up first and you come down your, your face is always like <laughs> it's bright in the morning okay <laughs> And then, yeah, and then oftentimes you'll say something and then that, that's, it's hilarious. So. Yes, it's always good. So just simply <laughs> smile more. Number two, be playful. Joke yeah. around. Keep like, it good. Keep it pure. I think joking, yes. don't, don't, no harsh. Yeah, but be playful. Have fun. Know each other. Know what makes each other laugh. I mean, that's just yeah. relationship 101. Right? Joking takes two. And we've, we've discovered this because I will often joke <laughs> and you're not in I'm not mode. having it in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday <laughs> yesterday i'm out taking care of stuff we've had an insane number of orders with with book orders by the way thank you if you've ordered books we're working on it our best but i was out there like hundreds of these orders like with our team and selena's like should we plan on having you home for dinner and i said yeah and and then i left it and then i was like by the way i swept <laughs> computron <laughs> sweat he pushed the button for computron to sweep. and then i was like also i vacuumed <laughs> And I'm expecting you to like roll your eyes or something just to kind of push back the dialogue and it was nothing. And then I got home and I was like, that was a funny joke, wasn't it? <laughs> I just told it the vacuum. And you're like, I was not in the headspace for this. <laughs> so you got to be playful. I know that that was a unique case. It was fine. Initiate a joke, receive a joke. You just, you weren't that amused. That's all it came down to. <laughs> I was But here we are laughing. Chuckling so. to myself. Yes. Right, number three, play with your kids. This yeah. is one of the clearest, quickest ways. Uh, and guys, just, we understand playing is hard sometimes. It's exhausting. <laughs> so play with them as, you know, be active with them, laugh with them. When you mm -hmm. laugh with your kids, I it just like boosts their confidence, levels the playing field. Mm -hmm. They they feel so much more attached to you. Um, <laughs> number four, we got to move through these. Really? You're going to say that? Watch The Office. Watch The Office. <laughs> it's true. I That's feel for like us. <laughs> Whatever that thing is that you guys connect around that makes you laugh as a couple, whether yeah. it's a game... Like we know that if we, it's we don't actually watch much TV because we just life is crazy at the moment. Uh, but if we do, you know, sometimes we get like half an episode in, and it's yeah. funny and it we is. laugh. Yeah, uh, and that's one way to kind of just kind of I don't know grease the skids a little bit. Uh, the last one is just know what's funny and what's <laughs> not. Okay, so not all humor is good. Sarcasm, like honestly, yeah, unless you both are on board with it, like sarcasm is a very draining type of humor. It's a very low form of it, yeah. Yeah, it, but like sarcasm done between two people who really enjoy it could be really, really life giving. I don't know. Like, uh, that's a bold so statement. a good friend, John. Okay. John is the most snarky guy. He's always, John Lovell, he's always got stuff to say. And he brings out the worst, the worst slash best in me. <laughs> and it's none of it's crude, none of it's lewd or anything like that. But like, he makes me think of the most like. <laughs> I think I apologized to him because I think I criticized him. <laughs> and, I was being sarcastic with him. And he loves him. it. He's laughing. And you, and you and Becca were like, no, this is his love language. And I'm like, but I feel bad for saying these things consistently to him. And he's like, it's fine. <laughs> he can take it. He can take it. And he can dish it. Tell you what. Yeah. So the ending okay. encouragement to you is that joy, <laughs> like joy, like laughter, I'd say, is a, like I said, a light on the dashboard. Yeah. It can be used uh, as a tool to, and a secret weapon, as we've as we've called it, mm. to kind of break the ice in some of the difficult seasons in life. To both, I guess, uh, identify the hard things you're going through, but also to kind of push through them. Mm -hmm. um, but laughter, for laughter's sake, is ultimately vain and it's yeah. meaningless. And so we're talking about deep joy that comes from having peace with the God mm. of the universe. And if you don't know what that means, what we're talking about is the fact that as people, we aren't perfect. We're sinners. We've sinned. 
What, what, what is sin? Well, sin is, is we've transgressed a moral law that God, mm-hmm. transgressed means that we've broken the law. We all know in our hearts that we've sinned, we've done bad things. And God, who is the creator of that law, uh, requires justice. Now, we don't have peace if we are responsible for uh, making our own sins right. And that's where mm-hmm. God's justice will weigh us and it'll weigh on us and crush us. But thankfully, God sent his own son so that his justice might be satisfied that Jesus uh, lived a perfect life, mm-hmm. but then died the death that we should have died mm-hmm. and then didn't stay dead. He rose again, truly, miraculously. It's a miracle because he is God. And then when we place our belief in him, then we are, then our debt is paid. Mm-hmm. That's where the peace comes from. And I can stand here knowing that I'm not perfect, knowing that I trust God who is and the mm-hmm. God who loves me. Mm-hmm. I can take a deep breath and I can love my wife and I can know, okay, I've messed up. Forgive me. Let's move forward. Like yeah. that's a deep peace. So yeah. if you want that deep peace, we want to invite you into relationship with Jesus and trusting him. The website that we've set up is thenewsisgood.com. We pray that you check that out. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the gift of laughter. I pray for these couples that are watching this, listening to this, that you would uh, just well up within them. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a deep gut level um, desire to take joy in you, to laugh with one another, to enjoy each other. Um, And I thank you for the gift that it is, that it brings so many benefits to our lives. Uh, Most of all, Lord, it just is a reminder that you have made our burdens light. Mm. We love you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, if you're still watching, thank you. If you want to support us, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. We would really appreciate it. There's lots of good stuff there, mm-hmm. including a special announcement that we're, we've announced last week. And if you want to know what that, what that exclusive thing is, you have to go there and sign up because it's only for patrons. So mm-hmm. fiercemarriage.com slash partner. We hope to see you there. Yeah. Uh, this episode of Fierce Marriages. In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.